Coming up, I'll tell you about the time I worked for a king. But first of all, I'm going to answer two questions Daniel from Utah wrote. What type of weapon do you carry? Uh, Daniel, I carry a Glock 45, G45, and a Glock 17. I've always carried a Glock, um, always dependent on them. I've had many other handguns, uh, Smiths, Sig Sauer, H&Ks, but I've always trusted the Glock uh, defensive situation, and especially if I'm carrying it. I mean, I like to shoot all types of guns, but I, uh, I rely on a Glock. Years ago, they started a program called the Blue Label Program that lets law enforcement, military, and security companies, they used to let private investigators um, buy on the Blue Label Program as well, but they've limited it now to just security, security folks. So fortunately, I've always been able to buy under that program, which is Pretty much 100 to 150 bucks off uh, a Glock pistol compared to just uh, retail. So it's always been a good deal. Uh, have I had to pull my weapon? Yeah, I have three times. Um, first time was working as a bounty hunter for a bail bondsman. I think I said in the first podcast, one of the things that I won't ever do again or let any of my people do is bounty hunting or working for a bondsman. I'd followed a guy for three days, finally caught up to him, went into the apartment, and his girlfriend called the police. He was had numerous felony convictions, and he didn't show up and skipped his bond, so I was hired to find him and track him down and, and uh, bring him to the Pine County Sheriff's Office. So. He uh he wasn't listening. He was going through a dresser and looking at me and nervous and he had other gun convictions before, so I uh I pulled my gun out and told him, Let's see your hands. Right about the time I did, two police officers from Saint Paul came in and they drew down on me, so it was kinda like they had two guns on me, I had one gun on him and finally everything settled down and fortunately nothing happened to anybody. And I took the fugitive or the guy that was wanted that skipped his bail, booked him in Pine County Sheriff's office. And that was that. And that was, I remember driving home and thinking, yeah, well, this, this isn't going to happen again. And the other guy that I was looking for, for the same bail bondsman, uh, they found him in Chicago in the trunk of a car. So, uh, wasn't uh i decided that that extra work wasn't really worth it for me the second time was i came home one morning after doing surveillance my ex-wife or one of my sons left the front door open and i walked in and there was a guy in my kitchen so he uh got to look at the business end of the gun and argued with me and told me to get out of my own house and i had called called 911 and had him at gunpoint until the sheriff's department came and figured out that he was just in the wrong house. He was dropped off and he thought it was his daughter's house. She lived two doors down and um, so everything got squared away there and nothing happened. And the third time was I was working 
private security detail and was removing somebody from a business and walked him out to his car and pulled a butcher knife out on me and he uh he got the the gun pulled on him as well and fortunately again everything worked out good he ended up going to jail for disorderly conduct and aggravated assault but those are the the three times that I've ever had to pull my weapon if you have a question or comment, you can find me at privateipodcast.com. Fill out the contact information. I'll get back to you. Leave me a voicemail at 612-888-3906 or send me an email at privateipodcast at gmail.com. Now on to working for the king. In the mid-1990s, I was contacted by a group that assists foreign dignitaries for logistics and security when coming to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. They asked me to come down to Rochester and talk to talk about hiring me for investigations and a security detail. So the next day, I drove down to Rochester and met with two gentlemen to see what they were looking for. They told me they were working for a Middle Eastern country, and the king wants his son located and escorted back to his country. His son, a prince, had come to the come to the Mayo Clinic for some medical treatment and went missing after three days. He had 25000 in cash and an American Express black card in his possession. There had been no activity as of yet on the credit card. They told me the embassy of the Middle Eastern country would be monitoring the activity of the prince's credit card use, and the king was preparing documents to grant me custody of his son, the prince, until they returned to his country. The gentleman I met with signed my contract and paid my retainer and furnished me more info about the prince. We established a plan to go into place. Once the prince was located, the guys that hired me would meet up with me and we would go together and put the grab on the prince and return him to the Mayo with a hold on him until the Middle Eastern country could send an aircraft to bring the prince back to his country. So the waiting game began. I had one of my employees on standby ready to move within 30 minutes of a phone call from the guys in Rochester. Four days after my initial meeting with the Rochester guys, I received a call at 11 p.m. that the prince was staying in a hotel in Bemidji, Minnesota, had rented and destroyed two snowmobiles. So I guess he burned through about 25k in a week type of lifestyle he was living up there. We set up a plan to meet in St. Paul at 5 a.m. and we would take three vehicles to Bemidji. My employee would drive one of our marked security vehicles Guys in Rochester would drive their car up, and I would drive my SUV with my trained protection dog, Erica, a German Shepherd I had trained over about a three-year period, and she was a great dog. When I met the guys in uh, St. Paul, they noticed the dog and said that the prince had had a bad experience when he was younger with dogs. So uh, in the back of my mind, I thought, well, this is going to make things much easier definitely not going to run and once i introduced him to erica i think things would things were going to go much easier it's about a four-hour drive from st paul to bemidji during the drive i went over about every scenario that could play out in my head number one issue was going to be gaining access to the prince's room i had a document in hand from the king basically giving me custody and being the custodian of the prince trick was going to be selling and finessing the hotel clerk into 
handing over a room key for the prince's room. Second issue would be getting the prince in the car and making sure he didn't escape during the six-and-a-half-hour ride back to Rochester. Surprise and speed was my plan. Overwhelming anyone with an overload of data and confidence generally works in your favor. So when we arrived at the hotel, we spoke briefly to the Rochester clients and let them know what my plan was and how we were going to go about uh, extracting him and getting him in the car. So after about uh, five to ten minutes of finessing the hotel clerk, we did obtain a key to the room, went to the room, went in. The prince was in bed drinking coffee in his pajamas, and the Rochester client, uh, they talked to him and told him what the plan was and that his father had sent us there to bring him back to Rochester, and then he'd be returning to his country. And he wasn't, uh, he wasn't too happy, and I basically told him we could do it the easy way or we could do it the hard way. And he says, well, this isn't going to be easy. So at that time, I turned to the guy that came with me and to the Rochester clients. I said, I'll be right back. So I went out to the car and leashed up Erica, my dog, and brought her back in and brought her in the room and gave her the command to watch the prince and let's just say she stretched out the end of the leash and he he uh he decided that he was going to make it easier so i brought the dog back to the car put her in let him get dressed brought him back down to rochester we stopped a couple times along the way um needed to use the restroom and pick up a few things and we were at a gas station, and he picked up like three or four items, some gum and something to drink, snacks, and he went to the counter to pay for it with his black American Express black card. This is, like I said, back in the 90s. Not everybody took American Express, and the gas station we were at somewhere in northern Minnesota didn't accept American Express cards, so he looked at me, and I paid for his stuff, and we were we were on our way back. So we got back to Rochester. There was a room waiting for him that was a locked room, and we had to do security for three days until they could get a plane and the people to come back and uh, bring him back to his country. So during the three days, we sat outside the room, one of us outside, one of us inside. The Rochester folks said that the king was very pleased about the work that we had done, and he invited me to fly back to the country and be his guest for a few days. Well, at the time, um, my passport had expired. This is pre-9-11. This is back in the 90s. So everything was pretty pretty copacetic where my client was, or not my client, but the prince and the king were from. So I had a pass on it, but the uh, prince had heard that his father asked if, I could fly back and basically help do security on him until he got back to his country. And he, he, the prince told me, he says, yeah, well, my dad wants to meet you. He says, I have some friends that like to meet you, I'm sure. So I just said, eh, I'm not going to be going, but I'm going to get you on the plane and you'll go about your way without me. So three days passed. We, uh, Brought him to the airport, got him on the plane, and I got to go on the plane and was walking around, the, and I was like, how is this thing going to take off? There was the gold and the decoration and amenities. I couldn't 
couldn't believe that that thing was going to be able to take back off again. So, yeah, not my passport expired. They had to stop and fuel the aircraft, and when they come on, customs comes on even during refueling, you have to have a current passport. So I didn't get to, uh, ever got back to, uh, didn't get to go. So that's the story about working for the king and basically kidnapping the prince. So until next time, keep your head on a swivel. Be good to others.